0: everybody welcome to the pick six podcast cbs sports daily nfl podcast i'm will Princeton. i'm your host it is monday july the 18th 19th something like that who knows who's to say it's a monday it's a mailbag monday and it's actually a mailbag monday sponsored by bud light yeah that's right that's a fresh cold delicious bud light being cracked here in the bud light studios in raleigh joining me john breach and ryan wilson share a bud light with us as you listen along to this podcast monday afternoon perfect time for a bud light head to bud slash delivery and you can order your bud light right now bud slash delivery got a bunch of different little buttons you can click on it maybe get it from the the wegmans the harris teeter the wawa if you're in philly or uh wherever john breach gets his bud light what's up fellas
1: Hey, 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 Prince, you know what Bud Light needs to send you a Bud Light calendar so you can keep track of what day it actually is. Because, again, what, what day is it by the way? For like the 15th straight week, you have no idea. I think it's Monday, July 19th, but I'm not 100% sure because your confusion has it is confusing me. The 19th. It's Monday, I don't July even 19th. keep track anymore.
0: The we record the mailbags ahead of time, and that's what gets me sometimes. Producers are too worried about other things like other podcasts to to actually put the date in in the I mean, how am I supposed to know what the day is five days from now? I mean, that's ridiculous. I will say this Debo who got a promotion.
2: Congratulations, Debo <laughs> um, is a lot of things, but one of them isn't negligent at his duties. Or okay. I would say out of the 4 million podcasts we've done, maybe once Debo has been later than you. And that's because he was working on the other better podcast.
1: I think Debo assumes that if we do this a few days in advance, Brent can literally just pull out his hand and count on them to get to the day that we'll be
0: recording on. Do you, you know what I did? I counted my hand. I counted my fingers in my head. Counted my fingers. I was in like eighteen. No, it's not eighteen. It's nineteen. Oh boy, what are you gonna do.
2: That's a that's a new one. Counted my fingers in my head.
0: <laughs> you don't picture your hand in your head. You count one. Or you can just do this. Then you look like an idiot, <laughs>
2: right? As Fair opposed
0: enough. to be like. Fingers in my head. Uh, In the feed, we have a uh, breakdown of the franchise tag extension deadline. Watch out. It's a scorcher. That's Friday's show. Well, we catch up on the news too, because there probably wasn't a whole lot of action at the deadline, hypothetically speaking. And coming up, burning training camp questions all week long. We're getting close to football. I got to tell you guys, the the slow period kind of flew this year. Yeah. Like a not, lot, like it went by a lot faster than normal, right? Am I wrong? I'm not sure. I'm not sure why either. Well, I think you
1: you've sent a thank you note to Aaron Rodgers because he has given us I was nonstop content to Bud Light, also. Obviously, I mean, we're, we're sitting here with beers and drinking them because they're delicious, sipping, but it is it is pretty crazy that there, just, there was just no law in the action this year. It just seems like there was something to talk about every week. You know, you get to the end of june early july where it feels like oh my god is the offseason never going to end but that never felt- i feel like this
2: offseason even though it feels shorter was slower than other offseasons. like the aaron Rodgers news we knew about and during the draft because that's when it broke draft day thursday yeah nothing's really changed except we did an interview at the at the golf tournament the other day I, I
0: thought that we would get to the point of just pure exhaustion from aaron Rodgers, and we kind of never got there
2: yeah we yeah. still to- kudos
0: to aaron Rodgers for not making it more obnoxious. He We've spent previous
2: offseason talking more about Baker Mayfield's
0: commercials than we spent talking about Aaron Rodgers this offseason. I don't I don't know why it's going by faster, but it has gone by faster. Training camp's coming up. Football's around. I mean, freaking two weeks. Until training camp. Two weeks. It's crazy. Not even two weeks. I think the training
1: camp starts in like two days for the uh, Buccaneers and the Cowboys and the Steelers are all this week. I think pretty I got sure we're toss, right.
0: tossing Ken. Pete Briscoe on a plane, sending him to training camp. Where's I'm gonna send going? him a
1: Bud Light mask that That's he can fine. wear on the plane.
0: Yeah. Let's. Uh, we'll be answering mailbag questions continuing through training camp in the preseason. You can leave us a five star Apple review or just harass me, Debo, Breach, or Wilson on uh, on Twitter if you're so inclined. We do appreciate the reviews though. You guys typically flood those when we ask for them. If you have a specific question about fantasy football. Uh, we'll probably do analytics week, nerd week, uh, you know, stuff coming up. If you got somebody you'd like to see on the podcast or here on the podcast, I guess you can watch us of course at youtube.com slash pick six, make sure and subscribe and hit the like button. If you're watching there, um, and you can, there, you can see the abundant amount of, uh, of Bud Light swag that is pro- proliferating our, our, our YouTube feed. Wilson put the freaking giant cooler. They sent us, which is an awesome cooler, by the way, bear proof. Um, Yeah, it's bear proof, bear proof, and
2: if you can see that, has a little can opener. Right, another thing for you.
0: What? That? Oh, that's pretty pretty fancy. That's smart. Um, We have neon signs and uh, some seltzers.
1: And I think Ryan, I think you meant bottle opener. It's not a can opener, is it? You can probably open a can with it, but yes, bottle opener too. Okay, probably I mean. probably can openers are nice. Like if you have a dog with you and, and you need to give them dog food, you need can opener.
2: No, no, I use it to open the cans of beer. I, just <laughs> <use it. laughs> I don't. My hands are very dainty. I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> but yeah, so any kind of can, any kind of bottle, go
0: crazy. Yeah, anyway, leave a five star Apple review, and uh, you can ask us any question about a player, team, theme for this season, and we will happily answer it. Since we're talking about it, why don't we get to the Mailback. from DMart forty DMart forty two. How should a Falcon fan? How should Falcon fans feel about Julio? About Julio of it all? Longtime listener, always impressed with you guys. They can keep even an off season daily pod NFL pod interesting. I'm always surprised by that too. Always <laughs> really happy Brinson finally ate. Also really happy, Brinson finally ate some crow on his random Roquan... Benson,
1: <laughs> Benson finally ate some crow.
0: Benson finally ate some crow. Sorry. Man, did, did, you, did you forget how to read? <laughs> no, it's I'm so used to seeing Benson. I'm just, just reading it as Brinson now. All right. It's crow on his random Roquan Smith hate. Shockingly, he was just sour on a bet he lost over two uh, seasons ago. So what was a Roquan Smith hate? Um, we typical, had uh, typical bears hate? a... Jordan DeJani on doing linebacker rankings. And I was like, Oh. roquan Smith's a little high and he didn't have that gonna season. He's like, and I looked, he was like, he's looking at me like I'm crazy. I looked up I was like, oh my God, he had like an all-per season yeah. last year. Thank uh, you for so I would have had up. him for defensive player of the year this season. I'm embarrassed guy. Well,
2: I appreciate DM Mart 42
0: calling you out on that. I, I <laughs> do too. It was it was embarrassing. Um I just blacked out and forgot Rokon Smith was good last year. My question is, how should Falcons fans feel about Julio Jones and his decision to get out of Atlanta? I'm torn because I'm almost almost always on the side of the players getting everything they can for their short time in the league because owners and GMs will always do what's best for them. However, Arthur blank broke just about every cardinal set of contracts for julio since literally his draft night they traded the farm to get him not his fault browns couldn't draft him, made him deservedly one of the highest paid wide receivers on the second contract but then renegotiated after a holdout with three seasons left on the old one to make him the highest paid wide receiver in the league then he decides he wants out after two bad seasons when his contract is a major reason of the cap hell the team was in limiting free agents and kneecapping the o-line and defense obviously not being able to draft for the crap matters too but still doesn't sit right for me I have some bias, so I'm turning to you all about how Falcons fans should feel about a top two franchise player leaving them this way. That's a great question from DM Martin.
2: So my first thought is this. If Sean married into the blank family, would he be blank blank or blank Wagner McBlank? <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought. So Sean that, that some...
0: Wagner blank McGuff blank?
2: <laughs> I love that he'd be blank blank at some point.
0: Mr. Party of uh, Party of two, blank Wagner McGuff? <laughs>
2: blank, Wagner, McBlank, Paging, blank, Wagner, McBlank. Uh, yeah, no, this is a really good question. And and so I'm, I'm trying to equate it to something that I can relate to and maybe Breach can too, although Breach seemed less concerned with A.J. Green leaving, even though he was sort of not happy the last few years. I wasn't happy when Antonio Brown left, partly because he torpedoed their season in Pittsburgh mm. and, and then had a chance to go to New England where I thought he was going to just break out, but that clearly didn't work out. And it went a Super Bowl in Tampa a year later, and I'm sort of less concerned about that. Um, but I understand I wouldn't call it animosity, but why you might not be super pumped at one of the best players in franchise history left the way he did. I will say that Julio didn't make the waves that Antonio Brown did. AJ green didn't either. He just was hurt and sort of hinted that he didn't want to be there. And by that point the the, the Bengals weren't clear, nearly the team that they had been under Marvin and, and Andy Dalton. Um, it's tough, but I don't think Julio is the only reason this team is in the situation they are. You can go back to when he was drafted. Like, should they have traded up Thomas Dimitrov to get Julio? I mean, it worked out, but technically probably So not. my initial response was, no way, do this. But if they'd won that Super Bowl, then I'm fine with it. Because that's the whole idea. You're trading up to win the Super Bowl. They should have won the Super Bowl. They didn't. So I suppose hindsight and all that. But I don't think on the outside looking in, I have any ill will towards the way Julio did this. Because, again, he's not ranting and raving or stopping his feet or calling people out, uh, at least to my knowledge. And he just wanted to get out of there. And there was no, look, we didn't know Matt Ryan was going to be there either. And maybe he didn't want to wait around to see who plan B was going to be. If Arthur Blank decided to move on from Matt Ryan with Arthur Smith there uh, and Terry Fontenot. So I'm okay with it, but again, I'm on the outside looking in.
1: Yeah. I don't have any issue with the fact the Falcons drafted him. I mean, if you told a Falcons fan that they were going to go to the playoffs three times in Julio's first five years, two NFC title games. Because Remember, they lost that crazy one to the 49ers where uh, they blew a monstrous lead that everyone forgets about because they blew an even more monstrous lead (laughs) against the uh, Patriots. But they blew a 17-0 lead in that uh, 2012 NFC title game. And you know what? That's a game where Julio Jones got two touchdowns. So, I mean, he showed his value right away. But as far as being a Falcons fan, look, I I would definitely be a little miffed if I'm a Falcons fan, I lived in Atlanta when the Falcons drafted Julio Jones. I think that people were excited when it happened because it felt like the team was maybe a player away. They went to the playoffs in 2010. You add uh, a receiver that you hope puts you over the top. And so everyone was excited. There wasn't a lot of question about what was going on. But if you are a Falcons fan, you watch Julio play so well for your team uh, for 10 years but then, and you watch the Falcons bend over backwards to kind of placate Julio at every turn, and then he goes on national television, maybe he didn't know he's on national television, says he wants out. Uh, yeah, it's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. That's not how you want to see things ending, Ron. You how do, up, how do you feel
2: about the fact that maybe he was gotcha by Shannon Sharp?
1: Well, I mean, whether he was gotcha or not, that he was letting out his true feelings. He didn't want to be in Atlanta. So I think that that part is it's probably not good for him that it's out there, but Falcons fans know where they fall on his totem pole. Like, hey, he didn't want to be here. He's gone, and that's the part that leaves the bad taste in your mouth. And See, I don't think this was like A.J. Green, because A.J. Green played out his contract, and then he got franchise tagged. There was never any uh, public disgruntlement like we had with Julio Jones. Julio Jones... (laughs) Brinson, you're laughing. Julio Jones is demanding. Insane
0: set out the whole freaking season. He was in injured. He had a crap franchise that tagged him. He, he had came, an he came
1: injury. Back, he came back for
2: 20 minutes and then said, you know he what? He probably I'm could out.
1: have come back with like three weeks left in the season and he chose not. That's When your team is horrible, there's no me, reason let me, let to let risk way, injury. injury.
2: Let me put it this way, Breach. If you're making $15 the million. The situations
1: aren't similar at all.
2: If you're making $15 yeah. million dollars a year and someone says. will suck. Someone says you can play the last three games of the season or just call it a wrap.
1: I feel like he should probably play. I mean, uh, that's fine. If you want to believe that, but the situations aren't similar in set. Toyo Jones basically took the Falcons hostage by saying, Hey, look, I don't care that I still have three years left on my deal. I want a new new contract. I want to be the highest paid receiver in football. And you then, don't, you don't, and then they did it and he, he ruined their salary cap situation and they demanded out anyway. So that's what this guy, that's what H. our question is. Nine games over
0: 2018 and 2019. Right, he suffered a serious injury. And they franchised him in 2020. I mean, he was probably a lot more mad than Julio. But there's no, he didn't hold He's the team hostage. The he didn't hold the game. team hostage. Like this is he not had no
1: leverage. I'm not sure that Julio held the team hostage because I think
0: I think the similar situation for Julio here Julio is, was
1: gonna hold out a training camp until he got that new deal. But
0: here here's the
2: thing: if you're a front office, you know, sort of the, the, the conversation that you see in the movies all the time. I don't think it was
0: a new deal he wanted. I think he just wanted out. The cop for me is Matthew Stafford. Except well, Matthew Stafford didn't have Shannon Sharp call him up on. No, Hoyle right. was going to hold out
1: in 2018. Not this year, Brinson.
0: But here's the thing. Before he, he got the new deal, he was going to hold in out a of training. Office, you know, like left- in the He didn't hold out. He got the deal. Because
1: he got the new contract that the the the, the, the Falcons that just tore up the Falcons salary cap situation
2: but here's the thing. I mean, just like in air force one or Steven skull movie, you just, the U S doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Front offices don't negotiate with players who are unhappy. That's, that's the stance you make. Now the Packers are doing it and they're blowing up in their face, but I mean, I mean Julio- Arthur
0: Blank came out and said, we're going to make Julio happy. In fact, he said that in the 2017 offseason when Julio wanted a new deal. And, and then the next off season he had to do what he had to do. I mean, he made it right. So
2: yeah, you can either pay Julio or not pay Julio. And I think what would have happened had they not paid Julio and he had he had set out, you trade him, Then you still have your cap space and you move on. So look, I know he's a fantastic player. He's a hall of famer, all that stuff, but he didn't blow up the salary cap. The fact that the front office uh, acquiesced to what he wanted, exacerbated the salary cap situation that they currently find themselves.
0: I think it's like Matt, the Matthew Stafford thing in the sense that both guys put in their service time for a, for a franchise that had was, some moments, at least Atlanta right. Super Bowl with him. Um, and then this offseason, I, I really think that it looked like if he hadn't, if the Shannon Sharp thing hadn't happened, he still gets traded to Tennessee. He still gets traded for the same amount. And people were like, oh my God, like, what are they doing? This is a terrible trade. They gave up. But then it's they like find the out- um It's like the Texans' Dre Hopkins trade. Exactly. And then you start to find out the behind the scenes there were, there were demands from the player. And he said, I want out. I'm just done. I don't want to deal with a new coaching staff. I don't want to deal with the obvious rebuild that's happening. I've got a few years left on my, you know, in my career, I'm 30. Is he 32 yet? Yes. he 31, turned 31, 32. Yes, I'm He's
2: there.
0: 32, turned 33, uh, right after the season, February 8th. And he just wanted a fresh start. I, I don't begrudge him. This is a guy that played 10 seasons in Atlanta. He averaged 85 catches, 1,290 receiving yards per season, and six touchdowns per season. He played through injuries. Uh, he missed, he missed, you know, he played less than 10 games twice over the course of his career, including last season in, in, in 2013. This dude came to the combine and ran a 4 4 with a broken foot. Like he, Julio never complained, never beat and moaned. He showed up for work. He worked hard. He's notoriously private. He put up huge numbers and he just doesn't want to play for a team that's rebuilding. So he asked to get out. And so I, I understand why if, if you're a Falcons fan, you're annoyed. I understand why Falcons fans would be annoyed that he asked for the big contract and then asked to leave. That would are you, be. Are you more with Julio or are you more annoyed
2: with the fact that they bungled the sour cap situation? I find
0: the I, if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm more annoyed with the Falcons than I am. Right. I mean, they, I don't think fired the guy who gave him the contract. Like, I don't think Calvin
2: Ridley is the reason they don't have an offensive line, which I think DM Mark 42 mentioned. I think it goes back to the fact that they said, okay, we'll pay you, Julio, to keep you happy. And then, you know, he did the old switcheroo well, on and, him.
1: And that's right. But I think that's a separate point. Like, if the question was, should I be more unhappy with the front office or Julio Jones, then the answer is probably the front office. But this guy's just saying, he does he's not asking about the front office he's saying as a falcons fan should i be unhappy with how things with hoyo jones ended and i think the answer to that question is yes yeah. no, it left a yes. bad taste in your mouth sure if, fair enough i agree if, with your guys overall point that like yeah you can place a ton of the blame on the
0: front office right like if you bought your wife a brand new lexus and then she leaves you you know a month later in that you, Lexus. you, you well, have a friend that that happened to <laughs> I was going to say, Brad, I was going to say breach or say Wilson, but then I don't want to like that actually happening. Well, if it
2: does, it was meant to be. That's all you're <laughs> to, you know. No, I'm just
0: saying, I mean, it's not like all the blame is on the the person who got the Lexus or the, you know, there's, right. there's two sides of this deal. And if you want to be mad at, if you want to be mad at somebody, if you're a Falcons fan, be mad at Thomas Dimitrov. He's but breach the is right. Big, the question Mark
2: 42 asked was, should, is it okay to be angry? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: if you only mad at Julio, be mad at Julio. I, I was would, mad when AB left.
2: What's that? I was mad when AB left. Texas fans. Texas fans weren't mad when Dre Hopkins left. They were mad at Bill O'Brien. Yeah, but that was different because he, even though there was some disgruntlement, I under think the, this the, is. The, I think this is closer to Hopkins in Houston than it is. Antonio Brown and Pittsburgh and Lions fans, I would imagine, none of them are angry at Matthew Stafford.
0: And, and not- and
1: Bengals fans are not mad at AJ Green.
0: Oh my God, no yes. one cares about. They didn't. He didn't get traded. Wilson
1: brought up AJ Green. I up. didn't. That's-
0: I
2: brought it up twenty minutes ago, but you're still talking about it.
1: What well, you're talking about the situations that we were talking about earlier.
0: So are, are Falcons fans more more upset? I might take losing- a sip of this delicious Bud Light every time Breach mentions the Bengals. I wouldn't do that. Uh, are you more? Are, are Falcons
2: <laughs> fans more upset with Julio Jones leaving? <laughs> Or Lions fans more upset that Matthew Stafford's gone and replaced by Jerry Goff?
0: Um, I don't think Lions fans are mad at the Matthew Stafford thing.
2: Not mad at him leaving, but mad at the fact that he's no longer their quarterback or upset at that
0: fact. No, okay. I think they know that, that team I think that they know that he needed to go somewhere else for his own sanity and sake of health and all of that, and that this team is in yeah. such a bad shape that they're rebuilding anyway. Right. So I do- I think they just, I think just that's right. praying that Dan Campbell and uh So instead of winning five games, they're going to win three games. What's their GM's name? Well, if Matthew Stafford won a
1: Super Bowl or if Julio Jones won a Super Bowl, who would be more upset? Would the Falcons fans be more upset if Julio Jones won? Or would Lions fans be more upset if Stafford won?
0: Uh, Falcons fans would be more upset, I think. I think Lions fans would be happy if Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl with the Rams.
2: I thought you said if the Lions won a Super Bowl. No.
0: I I really think I think Lions fans would be happy for Matthew Stafford. You know how the Lions gave it all to Detroit.
2: Here's the only way Lions fans will enjoy Super Bowl this year. You got to hire Jim Caldwell. Do it now. Make it happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Summer is here. And that means only one thing. It's time to stock the coolers and start counting down the days that we can enjoy an ice cold Bud Light. In the NFL stadium, again, by our count, only 51 days remain until we can hear a beer vendor screaming about Bud Light. Get your ice cold Bud Light right here. To help you take summer by the coolers, get ready to tailgate. Bud Light is giving away coolers every day, all summer long. You can see said coolers at youtube.com slash pick six over Ryan Wilson's right shoulder. It's a big cooler. It will impress your friends. It will keep your frosty Bud Lights quite cold, and you can get them for free. All summer long throw away that dusty old ice box you got in the back of your garage and tailgate in style this fall. All you have to do for a chance to win one of the, these I mean these coolers are legitimately awesome. Like we all have one. I I want to give one to, to my brother-in-law cuz he's a huge Bud Light fan. I'm not giving this away. Can you get me a nice bottle of Scotch for my birthday? I'm not giving the Bud Light cooler to him. Sorry, Jay. Um anyway, but my point being is you the listener listeners all listeners should go to bud and sign up and you get a chance to win a free cooler bud go get your free cooler you're gonna love it trust me oh frosty cold oh my god I, i'm gonna I, I might ice up a bunch of Bud light and i'll just have like one or two in the afternoon but you know ice them up and then they'll just be really really cold because these are the type of coolers that keep your ice cold for days we're going to call
1: Brinson at 3 a.m. He's going to be watching the British Open, sipping on Bud Light. That's not, it. I'm going to
0: wake up at 3 a.m. <laughs> and have a have a beer and eggs. Beer and eggs. That's right. Bud Light and eggs. Beer and eggs. Yeah, beer and avocado toast. It's the traditional breakfast of the British Open.
1: Uh, of millennials in England. <laughs> That's right.
0: But Ryan, you're not a millennial
1: and you've never been to England. So you do not know either of those things.
0: I've been to France. Suge Knight won. <laughs> Suge Knight. says, Year One Podcast, the Apple Podcast. He is uh, from the United States of America. Love that I get my daily NFL fix from a group of guys that sound like I'm sitting in my basement talking to my bros about football. Quintessential podcast for anybody that absolutely loves the NFL. I need your thoughts on the Bermuda Triangle phenomenon (laughs) that exists in the NFL between Detroit, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. So many number one picks, numerous careers washed away. More losing than should be allowed for any fan base, the land of perpetual. Next year's our year, chatter. And most importantly, zero. Breach, it's zero. Super Bowl wins. Keep delivering the little content. Love what you guys are doing.
2: <laughs> I think this is pretty easy. Breach will be the expert on this. So my take is uh ownership and turnover to the coaching staff. Like, you know, incompetence at the upper levels of management, starting with the owner. Jim Caldwell! <laughs> I think that's it. That's the answer. I mean, I don't think it's any more complicated than that. But, Breach, do you have any thoughts?
1: It is more complicated, Ryan. It's the Ooh. Bermuda Triangle. But instead of ships sinking and going down forever, it's our souls. Bengals fans, Browns fans, Lions fans, we all have, even though Browns and Bengals are rivals, we all have that camaraderie of, you use the word incompetence, probably the best one, ineptitude. It's been that way forever. I mean, we're talking about. In the Super Bowl era, these three teams have combined for two Super Bowl appearances uh, with none by the Lions, none by the Browns. They have zero Super Bowl wins. Um, you look at the past 25 years, these three teams have combined for one playoff win over the past 25 years, and that was last season uh, with the Browns beating the Steelers. The Lions have contributed zilch, their 0-5. I think they only have one playoff win ever in the Super Bowl era, and obviously the Bengals are 0-7 in the playoffs in the past 25 years. And you know what? When you talk about front-out office and aptitude, uh, if you're going to turn your franchise around, it's because you're bad, you got a good draft pick, and then you pick someone who turns the franchise around. Well, you know who hasn't been able to do that? These three teams, uh, you look at the Browns, uh, they've had the 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 number one overall pick four times
0: Oh, I was it, going to do a trivia question and see if you guys could guess how many times those three teams have had the number one overall pick. In no combined, the three teams yeah. combined in the in the post merger era.
1: I will not go any further than I'll let you to have that, Brinson. and I'll let Wilson answer it. But I will say they have pretty much wasted every pick. Uh, I mean, the Bengals did okay with Carson Palmer. Joe Burrow is TBA, and the Browns have a couple TBA ones. But so far, it's it, they don't have a good track record.
2: I'm going to guess. Uh, this to be low. I, I'm going to guess. I know. Uh, specifically this number, but I'll guess one over just because I missed one. Nine. Oh, it's ten. Dang it! Ten. So, let me see if I can That's guess. That's kind of low for those three teams, right? Joe Burrow. You mentioned four for Cleveland. I don't know the four for Cleveland. Four I think for Cleveland,
0: two for Detroit, and four for Cincinnati. Baker, and then they
2: drafted the, one of the... Cincinnati had
0: them in back-to-back years. Too. I would have gotten eight out of ten here.
2: Pajana Carter, Matthew yep. Stafford, uh, one of the... Uh, the
0: Joey Harrington... Was no, he first? Barry Harrington was third overall. Oh, he was okay. am the two Williams, I think. Uh, you, you probably the other Lions one was a uh, running back in the eighties. Ooh,
2: you're not, you're Barry. Not it. nope. Oh, it's not Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, who? And you know
1: what? The Lions have only had the number one overall pick twice, and that's the worst thing about the Lions is that they stink, <laughs> but they don't stink enough. They're not sucking enough to get the number one overall pick. And so how do you fix your team? Like, who was Jaguars? Jaguars. The is
0: this, this is the first time the Jaguars ever had the number one overall pick. Like, yeah, who was I'll, the running back? Who was the running back? Billy really Sims.
2: Sims. Dang it. So uh, who are the, so who are the other Browns? So you got Kijana, Palmer, Burrow. and Burrow. How'd get Palmer? I forgot about him. Right?
0: Uh, okay. So Palmer. And then the other one was big daddy, Dan Wilkinson.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. Dang it. I just watched the thing on
0: him. Yeah. The 94 and 95, because uh, it, I believe that it Sports was 94 did like multiple cover. Well, 95 was Kijana. It yeah. Back-to-back number back one. To back, yeah.
1: They traded up in 95.
0: Uh, oh, okay, that, okay. That's even worse. <laughs> they traded for Kijana mean, Carter. Is. <laughs> is <it better?
1: laughs> I mean, that was a bad luck. A though. It was, it was, it was, I mean, all. they shouldn't have traded up for a running back, but people were doing that in the 90s, and Wait, that was also sure bad was luck.
2: Even Dave Gettleman thinks that's a terrible idea to trade up for Kijana Carter.
0: Oh, my God. They took Kijana Carter and passed on immediately Tony Boselli and, and Steve McNair. Who are the, uh, so who are the Browns guys? Baker? Hey, Debo, do you know who the uh, Eagles took in that draft?
1: Oh, yeah. So that was – I I rock that jersey every Sunday still, the workout
2: warrior. Nice. Mike Mamula. Mike Mamula.
0: Boston right. College's very oh. own. Um, and then – all right, so you're Brown. Two, uh, uh, two defensive linemen, Ryan. Yeah, I
2: can't think of his name. One of the guys was the guy that said he was going to rip Ben's head off back during his rookie or second season. Um, It was okay to say that back in 2004, 2005. No one
0: cares. Oh, in Ben's season. I thought you meant in his – I was like –
2: no, th- well, this guy wasn't. you, know, you got him for
0: the Browns? You got well,
2: Ryan, Ryan. One actually tried to rep Mason. Yeah, Rudolph come on,
0: right on. Man. Oh, Miles. Okay,
2: so there's Miles, and then there's the other guy. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember the guy's name from 2000. He was, Courtney, I think he, yeah, Courtney Brown. Courtney Brown. And who's the other? Who's the fourth? Tim Couch. Oh, dang it. 2002. <laughs> yeah.
1: And or, Brinson, I'm actually surprised right, you 99. don't remember the Bengals trading up because they traded the Panthers, uh, who had the fifth overall pick. And so Carolina went from one to five because that they had the number one pick because the I think that was the first year of the expansion draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the took
0: Collins, that's right.
1: They took Kerry Collins. And then another part of ineptitude, if you want to talk front office ineptitude, this is a fun fact that most people probably do not know. The Bengals had the number one overall pick in 1984, but they are not on Brinson's list because they traded it away to the Patriots. And the reason they traded it away is because they wanted to draft Steve Young. Yes, Steve Young, a 49ers fame, uh, who won Super Bowl at the 49ers as a starter, who was in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but they could not get a contract done with him before the draft. He wanted like a million dollars a season. The Bengals said, no way. Uh, so he's like, all right, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go play in the USFL. So he goes to the USFL. The Bengals trade the number one overall pick to the Patriots, who draft Irving Fryer, and then since he drops to number seven and takes Ricky Hunley. You guys ever heard of Ricky Hunley? Probably not, but you heard of Irving Fryer and
0: Steve Young.
2: <laughs> haven't heard of Ricky Hunley and haven't heard of that dumb guy you mentioned that played Robin that you thought played Batman
0: back in the 30s. <laughs> that was before the show started, just FYI. I know, but Breach. Breach We're having a talking. debate about how 14 <laughs> year olds don't know who Chris Farley is, and Breach made some idiotic, idiotic <laughs> reference to the guy who played. He had claimed this guy played Batman in the 20s. <laughs> You've never heard of him? He like, yeah. was Robin, Batman. number one. He's just wrong, exactly. Fake oh, men. breach! Oh my yeah. God! Uh, so, really quickly, who would you say is the worst number? One? I mean, actually, to answer the question, it's it is weird that those teams are all so close, but the By Browns the way- are decent and until they left, and the Bengals have the. I mean, it's just ownership. It's just ownership and management.
2: Yeah, so I said at the top.
0: Yeah, I mean that's all it is. That's bad franchises are run poorly. Like any bad business. Worth noting, by the way, Bermuda Triangle isn't
2: really a thing. It's been proven not to be a thing.
1: That's incorrect. I've watched multiple <laughs> specials on Discovery Channel, and it is a thing, Ryan. I can tell you why it seems to be a thing, but if you don't care, I won't tell you. I do.
2: By all means, please. And I learned this from Mark Rober, so I don't want to steal it. He's a YouTube star, <clears throat> former NASA scientist. So it seems like more ships sink and more planes crash in the Bermuda Triangle. But if you look at the traffic, there are more planes and ships flying that way or have shipping routes through that way. So they're more likely to, and Mark Robert's example was there are more car accidents in California, but that's because there are more cars uh, and that's, yeah. so there you
1: go. So, so
0: there's, th- so what you're saying is, that it lo- is a thing, but it's not a phenomenon. Exactly. So
1: there's more losses because there's more bad teams in this area. So there saying? you go.
2: There's the math. You did it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, do you think that the, does the geography of the, or the demographic is there? Yeah, Minnesota is fine. Uh,
2: Who else is up there? That it? (laughs) Green Bay's fine. I mean, the Bears are up there. The Bears are mediocre. I mean, the Bears. These teams are. And the Browns have
0: actually been owned by multiple.
2: Because the you know,
1: um, but both the Bengals and uh, the Lions have family ownership, and I do. That's a thing. The family ownership definitely. Teams have struggled.
2: Two and a half hours from Cleveland is a family-owned team called the Pittsburgh Steelers. Three hours, five, four and a half hours from Cleveland are the Bills, who Ralph Wilson was family-owned, now they're owned. I don't know, I would
0: imagine that. Um,
2: yeah, the, but the difference is those families family.
0: are, A, willing to give resources. Are yeah. either, A, willing to give resources to the people who are in charge of the team, or, B, willing to get out of the way. Right. and let the football people do football so
1: things. Would you put the Bills in this Bermuda Triangle, make it like a Y? Because they don't have any Super Bowl wins, and they went 20 but, years without going to the playoffs.
2: But to breach Brince's point, uh, Pagula may be family-owned, but he's also loose with the purse strings, which I think helps. Yeah. I don't know if he stays out of the way. I feel like he's sort of maybe hands-on. I also on. think the other thing... He also owns the, the hockey team in town. Sabres. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think one of the things that goes... Under the radar when it comes to bad teams. Rod Wood is the president and CEO of the Detroit Lions. We have brought this up several times. This is your this is your Jim Caldwell. <laughs> I, I just think that what people don't there are certain people who establish positions of power in these franchises and they lock themselves in, and they're not going to be removed because they are basically sycophants to ownership. Like the the Ford family is clearly convinced, I don't know if Sheila Ford-Hamp is, but Martha, old Martha Stoney Ford. Stoney. Martha Firestone Ford, the chairman emeritus now, uh, clearly convinced that whatever Rod Wood is doing is doing well. And it's because your football team can suck and you still print money. Like, no one's losing money. If this were an actual business, if this were capitalism at at actual work, these businesses would be bankrupt, and the people in charge of them would be, you know, running running other businesses in the ground because they'd be fired and they have to move on. But you can't lose money as a, as a football team. So these people just keep printing money and being like, "Well, Rod's doing a great job." Meanwhile, Rod's you know in meetings to cut backup wide receivers and telling the the GM who you should draft. Uh, like Stoney loves this guy from Villanova. Definitely pick him. Like get, get Rod out of here. What's he doing? Yeah. Well, no. and that's the thing about revenue
1: sharing is that you can see who wants to win a title. Robert Kraft came in, bought the Patriots signed and was, we're winning Super Bowls here. That's what I want to do. And then you have the other teams who are just fine collecting their revenue sharing checks for $250 million. And, uh, you know, just doing the minimum, the bare minimum to field teams the following year.
0: And there's no incentive for the, like Jerry Jones doesn't want Mike Brown to have his team to be any good. He doesn't care. Bingo stink. Bingo stink. Makes the Cowboys' life easier. Right? You know, like mean, they, they're going to be bad teams in football. If the Lions are bad year after year after year after year, Jerry Jones doesn't mind. Bob Kraft doesn't mind. He's like, cool, man. Suck all you want. You get the same check either way.
2: John Breach minds.
1: I do mind.
0: Well, yeah. He ain't the owner of the National
1: Lions and Tigers and Browns. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who funny. would win in a battle between the AFC and the NFC? We'll tell you coming up after the break. The Fred Warner of NFL podcast. Wow. Josh, huge, Bretzing, the Apple podcast, right? Huge compliment. compliment. Yeah. The best at what you do. I would say under the radar, love the pod. Truly one of the best pods out there. Here's my question. If all the NFC teams from best to worst played all the AFC teams from best to worst, AKA the best in the NFC would play the best in the AFC second, in the NFC with the second in the AFC, et cetera, which conference would win more games? I like this question.
1: So does that mean? I uh, think the way to do it is to line up. Last year's uh, standings. What's that? I I mean, you have to use last year's standings. That's all we have.
0: No, no, we have odds provided to us by William Hill, our friends at William Hill, our partner, Mm. that tell Mm. us who they think the best teams currently are in each conference. Why do you insist on going to last year's standings? Because the odds are someone's
1: guess about how this year is going to play out.
0: Yes, a very intelligent guess based on people that build gigantic... Well breach is saying I we actually know the results. Breach is saying we actually know the results. I mean teams, no. not
2: the records aren't the records, Breach. That's
0: what Brinson's telling. <laughs> Don't trust the records. It's trust the guy coming up.
1: Spitting in Bill Parcells' face right here. Your record says it, you do are. Do you want to do
0: this because the Bengals are have a better record than they than they do odds? Is that what you? Well, mean? well look, no, we'll because
1: go. then if they have worse odds, they would play a worse team, and I can pick them to win. So that that is hey, not the case. William Here's Hill the, has
0: odds for the AFC and the NFC, so we're just going to go through. Yeah, let's do it. We can do, do both. The, that makes you feel better. Buccaneers and Chiefs. You want to go by going to go by records?
2: Well, Buccaneers Who's and Chiefs. Buccaneers and Chiefs, I'm taking the Chiefs six times out of ten, but that I yeah, you know, I feel like we I should learn. I don't have from to
0: give it to the Bucs after the Super Bowl. Yikes. Well, what are you see, doing? You breach? Breach. Records matter, apparently. Uh, between the
1: Buccaneers and the Chiefs. Yeah. And you and we have an even vote. One of you guys took the Buccaneers, one took the Chiefs. Um yeah.
2: I'm I'm wavering. I'm I'm trying to I'm so taking a, a breach once here. I'm taking the Chiefs. Forget it. I'm taking the Chiefs.
1: I'm t- I'm taking the 2021 Chiefs. The offensive line's been beefed up. Patrick Mahomes is healthy. I'm taking the Chiefs.
0: What are you making faces about? He just told me we have to use this oh, yeah. from last year and then probably ignore it. No, the record from last
1: itself. year was so we <laughs> had even seedings. If you're using the NFC odds versus the AFC odds, the NFC odds are based on you think the how seeds, they're gonna you do think against the any
0: we to be ranked higher on the NFC than the Buccaneers. alright right, they're cu- gonna off.
2: Don't get caught up in this part. Let's just continue. All right, All so right. Chiefs won that one two to one. Wow. Bills Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill. I look, man, I'm going with the Bills because they've proven what they can do. I don't know. Matthew Savage probably gonna be awesome, but I'm not, I don't know yet. So it's just, I'm just taking that's why.
0: breach Rams. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's the Bills. Oh, good. I about it. And, and speaking me, of which, let me keep scoring. Time for my.
2: Oh, no. <gasps> oh, wrong the wrong button, dummy. <laughs>
0: My ice cold take presented by Bud Light. And here it is. These odds are wrong. You know why? The Bills are a better football team than the Chiefs in 2021. The Bills might be the best team in all of football. Yes, even better than the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. That's right. Give me Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, Stefan Diggs, a beefed-up defensive line, loaded Arsenal, an offensive line that's been playing together for years. Sean McDermott is going to have this defense cooking with gas this year. Tredavious White's going to come on out all pro season. They got great safeties on the back end, some pass rush. The Bills. Might like win the. i gonna are going to win the Super Bowl. They're the best team in football. Give me the Bills. They should be the favorite in the AFC. They're the best team in football. That's my ice cold take. Presented by Bud Light. All
2: right. I think you're zero for three in your ice cold takes. But I, I would, we the need
0: effort. to we need to start
1: writing down Brinson's ice cold takes. And every time he gets one right, we'll buy him a beer. <laughs> and every time he gets one wrong, he buys both of us one. Yikes! All
0: I would All right, love look- to buy you a Bud Light. What's the you next what? I, might, I might even go to BudLight.com slash delivery.
1: There you go. And have or it to your house. You can give me a Bud Light Popsicle. Those are delicious. What's the I next? am
0: taking the Bud Light Seltzer Popsicles to the pool this afternoon. Or, we're recording this on earlier. I'm taking them the afternoon that we are recording this. All right.
2: uh, well, I hope it works out for you. What's Friday the next what's the next podcast?
0: matchup? Let's go. Come on. All right. Forty nine good point. 49ers Ravens. Ravens. Are you serious?
2: Who's the quarterback? I'm taking Ravens.
0: Yeah. What are you doing? Ravens, Mark. I don't know. You're all Packers. Over. Packers, Browns. Ooh.
1: Browns. This is getting easy. Is Rogers Rogers playing or not?
0: They just gotta pick them based on the odds right now. I mean, I need to no play. You're playing. playing they're playing in week one. Who are you go? Yeah, with? we don't know, Breach. You gotta just pick it. I mean I'm going with the Packers. I'll take the Browns. Oh, good. That's because I Seahawks. Up. Broncos, Seahawks, Broncos. Oh, the, see, on. like that's the Seahawks. That's not even. Right, Seahawks. It is moving along. Colts. What are the Colts doing? Here? Get the hell out of here, Colts. Colts, Saints. I don't care if the quarterback is. Give me the Saints. Pick. I'm going with Indianapolis. Breach.
1: I'm taking the Colts. Also. Oh my Ooh. god, like, you guys are losers. Cowboys
0: and Titans. Uh,
2: I feel. Uh, you I know think...
0: what? I once had Ole. I had a lot of Ole. I love Ole. Ole's great. So, so, so the defense the Titans, is now? defense I'm is Titans.
2: Soft. Defense suck on both, but I think I'm leaning Tennessee. Would you say Brinson?
0: Uh Tennessee clean sweep. Oh, Minnesota. Woo-hoo. That's our first clean sweep. I should suite. probably be writing down who. who I got, got it. Him. I'm, I'm right. keeping track. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, thanks guys. Uh, <laughs> we, we, you're busy, probably just doing it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. It
1: turns so out Brinson is the only one not
0: keeping
2: track. That's the takeaway. If you uh, had to guess one person not doing their job, who would you guess? All right, what's next?
0: I'm doing the odds. of doing a good job of that. Vikings and Dolphins. Ooh, I'll take the Vikings. I don't. I just don't know about Tua. I don't know what's happening there. I think yeah, Vikings as. I'm going Minnesota. Nice cold take. Give it right. Re- repeat one.
1: <laughs> I keep
0: hitting
2: the wrong button. Market. Put it something on it. Put it.
1: A- Put a Bud Light can tab over it. Who'd
2: you take? Breach.
1: Uh, Vikings. Oh, okay. another
2: clean sweep. Go ahead. Cardinals.
0: Patriots. Ooh. I'm That's going tough. Patriots. I don't. I don't trust the Cardinals. Yeah, Belichick. Cliff Kingsbury's is 4D chess and and 1D mm. checkers. Yeah,
1: what that's mean? like Brinson versus Gary Kasparov. It's not going to end. <laughs>
0: Brinson
2: versus that guy that played Batman that you thought played Robin. You you thought versus was Robin.
0: <laughs> then I beat his ass. What are you I, taking? You beat anybody up for the 19. I'm 12. taking the Patriots. Oh, another clean three clean sweeps in a row. All right. What's next? OK, these odds seem skewed. Chargers all the way down here against Washington. Ooh. That's a great game. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a game of the week. I would watch I'm a... secretly going Washington. I'm going Chargers, but I'm not. I'm going Washington. Wow. Falcons. Now we get into the now we get into the real crap teams. Falcons, Steelers. I knew that was coming. Ooh.
1: I'm taking Pittsburgh over that. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Ram shot. Steelers defense. Run. They win that game six nothing. No matter yeah. how Ben can throw seven interceptions. No,
2: they win that game four nothing. A a, a field goal and an extra point. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> no, field goal, extra point. They they changed the rules for that game. <laughs> uh, Anyone taking Atlanta? Nah. Raiders oh. and Bears. Ew, I would not watch That's that game. That's fun. Um
0: oh this is my two hated teams too.
2: Yeah, I don't where's the game played? I think that has something to do with it. If it's in Chicago, I neutral sort
0: of, site.
1: It's a neutral site game.
2: I think I'm going with John Gruden. It's played
1: in Mexico City. I'll go with John Gruden.
0: Uh you know what? I'll back the Bears here.
1: I'm gonna go Bears.
0: Wow. Panthers, right. Jaguars, ooh, the two ninety six and ninety five. Panthers,
1: Panthers, Jags.
0: Oh, Panthers. Uh, I think
2: yeah, I, I don't Panthers trust Panthers. Urban Meyer. what'd you say breach okay clean sweep over jags all right
0: oh a little spicy Uh podcast rivalry Uh uh-oh the Bengals.
2: wait let let me guess who are they playing who's the worst team than the panthers like who is it the eagles oh it's It's gonna be
1: a tie they always tie i'm (laughs) I'm picking a tie i'm taking philly they tied last year they can tie again i'm saying a tie divo
2: yeah, it's a tie. It's a it's a tie with uh. A...
0: Did Jalen Hurts finish the game or not? Does Joe Burrow finish the game yeah, or Joe Burrow's not? Burrow's a question.
2: How how many catches does JJ Arthiga Whiteside have? He has uh, to...
0: one fumble that is recovered
2: by. Does Jalen Hurts have more catches than JJ Arthiga Whiteside? Who are you taking, Brenton?
1: Uh, I'll take a tie.
2: Clean oh, so it's literally going to be a tie. All right.
1: Well, that way we can't have an AFC NFC tie eight to eight. So this makes it easier.
0: All right. What's next? Wait. Okay. I guess it's right. Giants and oh, Giants and Jets. Weird. How that worked out. Uh, I, think I, all day. I think I'm going
2: Giants. Yeah. I don't know about. I don't know about the quarterback. The Jets
0: uh, are fifty to one to win the the conference. The Giants are thirty five to one for each.
1: I like the Giants.
2: Just clean sweep. All right. And I think you know who the two teams are. So point. Houston
0: oh and who's
2: the worst team in the, the Lions? NFC? We just. Oh, met. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, jeez, oh, I'm going Detroit. Tough. I mean. Someone asked me on the radio the other day, "What's up with Deshaun Watson? Like, have we heard anything about him? I haven't heard a word about Deshaun Watson, right?
1: No. I uh, there's been chatter about him, the Eagles being interested if he can get all his uh, oh legal issues taken care of.
2: Have you heard that, Debo? Yeah, it's been circling. I feel like they
0: they would definitely have interest.
1: Interesting. That would save.
0: That would do a lot for Howie
1: Roseman's. And I would pick the Eagles over the Bengals if they have Deshaun Watson.
0: So would, he's playing. It sounds like like there's been no conversation of suspensions or anything, right? Like we haven't well, had n- no it, Adam Schefter said that he thinks regardless of how this plays out, that Deshaun Watson is not playing um, for the Texans. And, and in other words, like
1: he's either going to hold out. He, and get I, suspended. Think, I think
0: the Texans at this point are like, all right, get clear of this stuff and we will trade you. <laughs> we're, we really wish we traded you before it. And now we yeah. regret it. So, and also, good like no, the lawyers aren't
1: spatting publicly anymore. Remember they were just going at each other's throats in April and May. And it uh, does feel like they're trying to figure something out. Who knows if something will get figured out though.
2: Oh, okay. So he, he's not going to play. So we know you guys are more certain that Deshaun does not play for Houston. than you are for Aaron,
0: not playing for green Bay. Is that correct? Oh yeah. 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 Cause there's I, multiple avenues for Deshaun not playing for Houston.
1: You're 5% on Aaron playing for the Packers. I think Prince and I are both 0% on. Wow. Deshaun playing for the Texans.
2: So here's the question. Can Tyrod Taylor beat Jared Goff? And the question is,
0: I think he can. So I was on uh, my pal Bill Barnwell's podcast on Wednesday, last Wednesday. And Hit we the did... humble brag button. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we missed. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That'll work. That'll <laughs> <laughs> work. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, and uh, we, did, we, we did made up player props. And one of them that Bill came up with was uh, – Texans wins minus two and a half versus Texans starting quarterbacks in, in 2020.
2: Two and a half right. also. What's that? That's two and a half for the starting quarterbacks as well. Is that right?
0: No, no, no. So it's like if the, Tex- if the Texans start four quarterbacks and you bet on wins, they would need to win seven games. Oh, no, I think, I
2: think oh. oh, I see. You add it together. Gotcha.
0: Even thinking Deshaun Watson won't play, like they're going to start a bunch of dudes.
2: So I was going to say, what do you have more of Texans wins at two and a half or quarterback? I
0: school? said it should just be even, I think because their win turtles at William Hill and they have four guys who legitimately are probably going to play.
2: Well, no, because Deshaun's gone. I think um, Tyrod
1: Taylor is going to be their only starter unless he gets injured.
2: They, they drafted Davis Mills. They cut Ryan Finley. Oh
0: uh, yeah. Mills might,
2: but he's, he, he yeah, doesn't Jeff Driscoll's the other one? Okay. They're stocking up these terrible we'll trade ones. Watson
0: and sign somebody else. I mean, or get somebody
2: back in the deal. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> so we'll have they'll have Tyrod and Jalen. They're gonna, they're uh, gonna get what? JJ. They're gonna get what? JJ. Jalen Hurts. Sean... JJ. All right. I'm taking I'm taking the Lions in. Lions over the Texans. What do you guys want? I will take the Lions for sure. Jeez,
1: I'm man. also taking the Lions. Clean sweep. Humiliating for the What's Texans? the final score here, Wilson?
2: So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven clean sweeps. Let's see. Three, four. Did you record which side five, one? AFC yeah, give me a second. Okay. Six, seven, <laughs> eight. You just, just wrote nine, like, drew a little broom <laughs> every time. It's a so sweet. Uh, yeah, exactly. So nine AFC. And so that's what's nine minus 16? Seven. Seven. Nine
1: so to nine seven.
2: to six to one. Nine to six to one. I forgot the tie. Sorry. Yes. Nine six to one. Just like an Eagle season. AFC. nine <laughs> <six>, Oh! <one. laughs> So nine, six, and one. So Debo would kill for nine, six, and one. Yeah, that, that sounds like a division <laughs> crown to me. <laughs> yeah, Debo's like, got his Mamula jersey his on dancing is, I already. Think
0: he's dunking on me. That sounds great. All right, cool, cool. Uh, all right. I think we got one more time for one more question here. Uh, I did, did that one. Oh, daily dose of hanging with the guys. This is from Moss S eighty two via Apple Podcast. This podcast is everything I need, want, and a daily NFL podcast. It's never too serious. No, it is not. Everyone has great chemistry and solid topics and guests each week. Here is my question: How good was Brandon Lloyd as a receiver? I always viewed him as a bust and journeyman, a la Sammy Watkins. But the other day, the NFL posted a highlight video of catches he made throughout his career from the likes of Jeff Garcia, Alex Smith, Peyton Manning, and Tim Tebow. Is it possible he was better? Than I remember. Yes. Absolutely. I believe that Brandon Lloyd led the league in receiving yards one year. Not only did he lead the league, but he had Kyle Orton
1: and Tim Tebow throwing him the ball the year he led the NFL in receiving yards. So I would just say that, look, he was a fourth round pick. He had five seasons where he had 650 or more yards. And like you just said, Brinson, he led the NFL in receiving yards in 2010. I absolutely, you can't call him a bust because he's a fourth round pick. So I think he was underrated. And I think his biggest issue was, is that he never really got to play with any good quarterbacks. He was catching from Kyle Orton, Tim Tebow, Tim Rattay, Ken Dorsey, Jeff Garcia, Jason Campbell, Todd Collins, Rex Grossman, A.J. Feeley, Kellen Clements, Chris Sims. Uh, and then when he finally did get to play with a good quarterback in 2012, Tom Brady, he put up some pretty impressive numbers.
2: Yeah, I think the issue with Brandon Lloyd, by the way, Brentson, you probably don't remember this, but the 2011 Super Bowl in Indianapolis when we the were interview. working.
0: He was wearing a little skull shirt.
2: At the Playboy party. Which yeah, was,
0: uh, I don't remember that. Highlighted <laughs> my NFL career. got really mad at me for playing his drunk interview. Who? Aaron Foster was furious at me.
2: Oh, yeah. He's He's like, well, bro, the-
0: why did you put that on the internet? I was like, oh, well.
2: You- Debo, you were probably still in high school, maybe in college at that point. But he- here's the production value we had at, the- at the Playboy party. It was me, Brenton, and Josh Katzwitz, our former employee. I was the cameraman, and I filmed it all on my iPhone. <laughs> I don't know how we did the audio, because you had a mic. I had a CBS mic flag. And don't forget, this is uh, Apple 3 technology so it wasn't even like it was a complete another s show we're
0: lucky we had a cameras had video on them back then yeah
2: so that that was a good time that was almost 10 years ago which is bonkers but i also think that he was sort of a i don't say a bad teammate because he wasn't but he he was sort of like an interesting character and i think sometimes that hastened his exit from from certain teams but he was amazing And, and i think um we're all on the same page that he was underrated as Breach noted, he played with a lot of not great quarterbacks, and acro, acrobatic catches was sort of his calling card. Yeah, he was really, really good.
0: So, I think one of the things that's really interesting about Brandon Lloyd, and and you're right, I, by all accounts, kind of a just an odd dude, which is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with being an odd dude. You know, not everybody's a cookie cutter meathead. Yeah, absolutely. We're up and you know doing what? You know, I mean,
2: we talked to Let's we talked to Marty B at the Arizona Super Bowl, and he.
0: He's into poetry Aaron and writing, Foster. writing children's books. Aaron Foster as well. Yeah, so anyway, go Foster, ahead. Yeah, these guys, it, it wasn't really, I mean, Miles Garrett, you know, he's into poetry and, and dinosaurs and stuff. Um, It wasn't really until probably the mid-2010s where it sort of became more, of, more acceptable for NFL players to have non-football interests. Like Pete Prisco thinks, I mean, I, I mean this, you could ask him, he'll tell you this, he thinks that like if Miles Garrett's into poetry, he might not love the game. Well, some front office guys, at least yeah, older, older school guys, guys are or, or like it's, that, it's yeah. stupid. I mean, it's just it's it, it's player to player on like whether they love the game, right? Um, but I find it very interesting that if you take the sum, if you take Brandon Lloyd, two thousand ten, because he he didn't play, he only played in one game in two thousand nine. So don't look at that too harshly. Two two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. When he played for Denver and St. Louis, and 2012 when he was at the Patriots, his average in those seasons played in 47 games total, started on uh, uh, average 74 catches, 1108 yards, and seven touchdowns per season. Do you know what the 2010 Broncos, 2011 Rams, and 2012 New England Patriots all have in common? Brandon Lloyd played for them. Oh, that is one thing.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. I don't know what else. There's a, there's a very obvious Wait, What, what were the teams? 2010 Broncos, 2011 yeah. St. Louis Rams, and 2012 oh, New England Patriots. No. Josh, Josh, Mc, Daniels, Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniel. That's right. Brandon Lloyd didn't bust out until he got into Josh McDaniels' system. Josh McDaniels really play,
2: Josh McDaniels being the O.C. for the Rams is a, a lot like saying, hey, remember when Joe Namath played for the Rams?
0: Yeah. Not really, but he did. I I I remember the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, that's right. Because right. he
2: left there. I think he quit that job. I didn't even know you could quit as an OC. I think he quit, or maybe he had a one-year contract. I don't know what it was, to go back to New England. He
0: he. So he got fired midway through the 10, 2010 season, was replaced, replaced by Eric Studisville.
2: Right, in, in Denver.
0: In Denver, that is an interim head coach. And then the 2011 Broncos were – oh, John, that was John Fox's first year with Tim Tebow. Lloyd was only there four games. He got traded to St. Louis because McDaniel's told the Rams, "Like, hey, go get this. Lloyd is my guy. Go get him." And then when McDaniel's bounced to the Patriots, Lloyd joined the Patriots too. And I just think it's, you know, I think I, I think we always look at quarterbacks need to land with a bright system to unlock them sometimes. But the same is true for running backs and wide receivers. You know, sometimes and defensive players too. You know, sometimes you just need to find a system that works for you, a coach that gets the most out of you, or sees how you work within their system. And I think. Brandon Lloyd and Josh McDaniels did that for each other.
1: Yeah, I, I like that, Brenton. And, and to take that just a little bit further, uh, his three years with McDaniels, he averaged 4.6 receptions per game or higher in those three seasons. And all his other years combined, he only went above 3.3 once. So he's literally averaging almost a full catch and a half below uh, what he was doing with McDaniels for the and uh, the other years of his career where he was not with McDaniels. And by the way, here is a fun fact. Uh, guess who threw Brandon Lloyd the final touchdown pass of his career? Tim Tebow. Matt Castle. That is incorrect.
2: San Francisco. Ryan Hoyer. Oh, Colin Kaepernick.
1: Colin Kaepernick. Oh, oh this is San Francisco. That's right. And so, I believe it was the longest touchdown pass of Kaepernick's career.
2: So just to just to clear up some loose ends so I'm not telling lies on Sean. On, on, Sean, on um McDaniels. Uh, So Spagnuolo was the coach in St. Louis, got fired after hiring McDaniels. He had one year left on his deal the following year to be O.C. in St. Louis, but the Rams said you can leave if you want, and then he went back to the Patriots. It wasn't like he just sort of up and quit like he did on the Colts.
0: (laughs) Was he hurt in 2009? Or is he just a... Why didn't they play him?
2: Who knows? That was a long time ago.
0: But he was good. We don't have to get caught up on that. Now I'm looking at... Um, he said a bunch of, uh, <laughs> after a season full of catching bombs, Lloyd dropped one during the call. Asked if there's anything he would like to say to San Francisco, Washington, Chicago teams that let him go. Lloyd responded with some salty language and added, and I mean that in the most professional way. Nice. Love it. I think he said like F them. It's it's uh, Professionally. Anywho. All right. That is the podcast. That's the mailbag show. Thank you to Bud Light for keeping us cool. Keeping us, well, not thirsty anymore. It's a good delicious Bud Light. And keeping us clothed, in case you don't myself. We myself. Uh, yes, we this Bud Light thing. Uh, we will see you guys mañana.